You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 158, Feng Shui Qi Forecast, February 2022. Welcome to episode 158 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach feng shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. Be sure to check us out. You can sign up for our mailing list and we hope to see you in a class or a workshop very soon. And actually very soon we have starting a new offering called the Inner Circle. If you've been listening to us for a while, we, we've been chatting about it for the last few weeks and This is a membership that Laura and I created because we really wanted to be able to work with more of you in a more accessible way without having to sign up for a six-month certification. How could we work with you on an ongoing basis in such a way that we can really offer you some benefits from all the feng shui teachings that we've gained over the years and tie it into what's happening with the energy of each month. So we'll be looking at people's floor plans. We'll be answering questions and also doing a collective Oracle reading for the group each month. So mm-hmm. we hope you'll join us for the inner circle. The enrollment yeah. opens for just one week starting tomorrow, February 1st, and it closes February 7th. And if you miss out, that's okay. Make sure you're on our mailing list and I'm sure we'll open the enrollment again in a few months. We're not sure yet. And these forecasts that we've been doing, this is the second one we've done of these chi forecasts, chi energy forecasts is sort of, you know, kind of similar to one of the, one of the sessions that we would be doing each month, you know, a little bit like the idea of looking at what's happening in the energy of the month from connecting with nature and and looking at cycles and, and then dovetailing that with a divination, which is or, you know, that sort of plays off this and, and seeing where at the end of the day we meet, right. And giving you, our listeners, a collective reading, basically a collective forecast. So it's something that we did in January. I thought it was really fun. we got some great feedback. So we're doing it again for February. Angie will be doing an I Ching reading. So last month I did a tarot card reading and this month the divination will be I Ching. So we're shaking it up. So what we like to do is set a little bit, setting the scene of what the energy of February looks like. And we can do that by talking about key dates. For instance, February the 1st is a new moon. And of course, you know, it's like, you know, the Super Bowl for Angie and I, it's a lunar new year, right? You know, it's when the year of the water tiger joins us and we start that. And of course we're doing, you know, you know, for those of us have joined, we do these celebrations. We've been following us on Instagram. We've been talking about these animals. So, you know, and if you haven't listened to our podcast about that, absolutely go back and listen to what your animal has in store, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's a big, not only is it a new moon just for an, a regular month, which means new energy, new, new starts, new beginnings, but it also is the lunar new year, which is a big thing for, um, for us. And then on February the 4th, there are solar terms, Chinese calendar solar terms. And February the 4th is called the beginning of spring. 
And it is the first Chinese solar term. Now, some of you might be thinking, how can February the 4th be the beginning of spring, right? Depending on where you live, it might seem a very distant possibility that it is the beginning of spring. But you have to know that, you know, when these were developed, um, you know, in, in China, further in the south, there were signs of spring that we that, you know, birds and, you know, all these things that are coming and, and, and further in the north, not so much. But know that it is you know, if you think about it, you will, if you sit out and look, you will see signs, you will see changes, even if you're in a very, very cold climate, stuff is starting to shift. And then the next solar term that comes February the 19th is called rainwater. That's the next Chinese solar term. So that is where things begin to, well, it, it, depending on your climate, again, it might rain, you might get a lot of wet, but you know, where I am, it's quite cold. It's when you get that thaw, that thaw, rain, freezing rain sometimes, but you also start to see that rivers and lakes are thawing. Water is um, water and melting snow. It's really important to have that part where, you know, this all starts to melt. It gets in the water table. It sustains the soil for when the plants and the seeds need to grow, right? So it's it's not a dramatic shift, but it is the beginning of spring and then moving into rainwater. And in between there, so around February the 16th, not around, on February the 16th, is a full moon and it's the snow moon. Um, that's the, the name it's given. And so you can still, you know, snow moon, we're still in this yin energy, but... Things are happening under the snow. The ground is beginning to warm. The water is beginning to, you know, seep into the soil and wake up those seeds. So things are happening, but it is still, you know, pretty young. But I would say overall, the chi of February is one of the initial starts of new beginnings because it is the official start of spring and that things are stirring. Yin energy is still there, but the yang is increasing. The earth is thawing and the wood underneath that soil is really working hard to push its way up. And it's using that, you know, that thaw to help it, that water. So that kind of gives you a sense of what the energy of the month is. And then Angie has done an I Ching reading for all of us, for the collective, you know, for the listeners. Yeah. So I threw some coins with the I Ching. And if you're curious about the I Ching, it is a book of divination, the book of changes from China. And it's one of our foundational tools in feng shui. So if you'd like to look into it, you can purchase an I Ching we teach our students how to divine using the I Ching as well as um, we're using it kind of as a textbook in a sense to understand the Bagua and Feng Shui and Yin and Yang and all the elemental energies on a deeper level. So that's kind of background on what the I Ching is. It's a divination tool. I don't look at divination tools as a way to predict the future or fortune telling rather a divination tool is a way to connect with the divine and to connect with energies outside of you to recognize what is happening right now. So what's happening in the moment. So it's less about making predictions, more about reading the energy around you at the moment. So that's why 
we're reading the energy for February, the month that we're moving into. So this can be a guiding light for you, a heaven teaching for you as you go into February, 2022. So I received hexagram four, which is yang earth over water. And it's related to inexperience and youthful folly. And that changed into hexagram 18, which is yang earth over yin wood, which is called repair and decay. So what I can pick up from this, from the coins or the hexagrams that I received, the divination that I received, it was in response to a question I asked. And I asked, how can the Holistic Spaces podcast listener collective work with the energy of February, 2022. And so what I received is that right now we're all experiencing collectively challenges in our lives. And it's not because we are incapable of handling our life circumstances. It's rather the contrary. We are very capable, but in this case, we are collectively facing something that is not clear. It's difficult, it's challenging and confusing because we simply don't have the wisdom of experience. And it's always good to remember that challenges, especially at this time are good. They're a gift because it gives us an opportunity to grow. It pushes us to grow. But when you're approaching these challenges, recognize the reason why you don't know what to do is because you simply don't have the wisdom. You simply don't have the experience, but what can you do with that? From the I Ching, we are encouraged to seek teachers and humbly ask for their help. The oracle is telling us that we do not have the experience to grow from these challenges without seeking the wisdom of experience that comes from a teacher, that we are all coming to February with a blind spot. And I think there's a lot of graciousness in that because I think maybe in this day and age, we're expected to know everything and figure everything out on our own and to be very independent, but we don't have to know everything. It's perfectly okay to not know and to ask for help and to recognize that you still have places to grow. We will always have places to grow. If you're not growing, then you're not living, right? You're stuck. You're stagnant. Laura, do you want to yes. add something? No, I think, uh, I, I looked at this, um, this hexagram and you, the humbleness of it, I think comes across and it's not a bad thing to not know everything and that having a beginner's mind or coming at things with that perspective can actually help you to have less stress in your life, that you don't always have to know everything and that you don't have to have all the answers and you can look to others for support, or you just don't need to figure it out. Maybe, you know, maybe you can just let it sit. Yeah, definitely. And what's kind of influencing this is that we are at a time where things are ending. So if we look at time as a wheel, not linear, we're approaching a new beginning because we're approaching an ending. There's something that each of us is experiencing as an end at this time. And you may want to push through and move things along, but just like the thawing of the earth that Laura talked about, we can't force the earth to thaw faster. We can't push winter to change into spring. And in fact, what you do is you fritter away your precious energy. You waste your time when you can just sit with things as they are. 
So when things don't go as planned or as you want, or as quickly as you want this month, especially think about that. You can't, you can't force the ground to thaw faster. So move along with the pace that is defined by heaven and earth. Yeah. You can't, I mean, the I Ching, when you look at a lot of these readings, it's a lot about do not force, you know, being made aware of the situation and, and in, embracing that situation as best as you can, because again, as Angie said, these aren't, this isn't fortune telling, this is awareness and clarity, really, you know, understanding, gaining understanding and saying, oh, that's why I've been feeling like this. And so if you keep trying to push against a wall, you know, again, you're expending unnecessary energy, but know that as that thaw is happening and as, and actually this brings us, I think, to the outcome hexagram, because the idea that underneath the ground, that whether you like it or not, that seed and that wood is going to come, it's going to push its way through, but it needs time and it can't be forced and it can't be rushed. Yes. And there's a collective need for everyone to seek harmony and to see how you can flow with nature to flow with the celestial bodies, the sun and the moon, the heavens, earth, how to connect those instead of looking at body, speech, and mind, or heaven, earth, and humanity all separately, how does one inform the other? How are they all interconnected? And, and so Laura talked about the outcome hexagram. So the outcome hexagram was called repair. And this was what, what elements were they again? They were yang earth over yin wood. So remember that with all these challenges, you think there's going to be difficulties, be humble, ask for help, respect the experience of others so that you can find harmony and repair and allow things to be healed. And know that even though you might feel like that there's an obstacle happening in your life or things aren't moving quick enough, that if you give it time and that would that is under that yin wood is going to make its way up and it's going to grow just as we are right now in this energy of February. So we also like to leave you with, when we do these, we found that it's helpful for us to also give you how you can use feng shui to support it. Because remember Angie said, you know, and this is part of the reason, by the way, we created the inner circle. It's the idea of heaven, earth, and humanity, and how you can integrate these elements and feng shui is earth really, because you're working with your environment. So how can we use feng shui to support us, right? How can we use it to support you? What can you do right now in your home, given our collective reading, given what we know is happening in the month, what can you do to, to support yourself? Angie, what do you, what do you feel is the best way to active, what to activate, what to move, what to do in the home? Sure. So there's actually an area of the feng shui bagua map. If you guys are familiar with it, if not, we'll have a link in the show notes or you can look on our website or you can listen to one of our other podcasts, but um, there's an area called the helpful people area. And so when the I Ching kept touching back on finding a teacher, I think that, I think that the helpful people area will be one of what will be helpful in, in finding a teacher, whatever that means for each of you. So there's a few different easy ways to invite a helpful person in use activating the helpful people area. 
And if you're standing in the doorway of your home, looking in the front door of your home, looking in the far, the closest right corner will be the helpful people area. You could activate that area by ringing a bell and setting an intention to invite the right teacher for you to help you with whatever it is that you're being challenged with. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, a university professor, right? Like a teacher can be your, the dog in your life. The teacher can be your child. The teacher can be, can be someone, an elder who knows, but um, be open to see what that means and be humble in your request. So that's, yeah. I think that's one of the best ways you ringing a bell, which is related. Yeah, I think metal is related to helpful people. I like how you pulled that out of the I Ching reading and ringing a bell is a good one because you're bringing that metal energy into that because it's a metal gua and you are activating that metal energy and clearing it. And you're also, you know, again, ringing that bell is a way to send vibrations out to put the word out energetically that that's what you're looking for. And it doesn't have to be dramatic. Again, we're talking about a, a time that's very still things are still slowly thawing. This doesn't have to be a, you know, a giant search for some like epic thing, you know, try and just keep it quiet, be really aware of what's happening around you and see again, that teacher could be anything, you know, it could be a really a small guy that you didn't expect. Yeah. And another thing I thought that would be helpful feng shui wise for the listeners at this time, based on this energy forecast, as well as the calendar, the calendar um, terms is to also find humbleness in not pushing through this time. Like Laura kept talking about thawing, the ground thawing. And it, and I think that was echoed in the I Ching reading. So how can we sit with patience and allow things to thaw in our life? This is a time for quiet stillness. You don't have to push through anything. You don't have to put that ice cube in the microwave. This like this reminds me of, I remember when I was in my twenties and you know, everyone was using their credit cards too much. Someone was like, I put my credit card in a cup of water and put it in the freezer because you, it, if you wanted to make like a rash purchase, you would have to, you couldn't microwave it or something or heat it up. It would damage the credit card. You would have to just let it thaw. And then if you still wanted it, you could then have access to the credit card. That's what I think of. <laughs> Before, like we had phones or Apple or any of those things where you could instantly buy things it was back in the day when you had to like physically use your credit card. <laughs> yeah, it was when I was in college. So that's what I think of. Like you can't, and you can't, you can force it, but you're just wasting your energy. You're frittering away your precious resources. Why force it? What? And I think about my teacher too. She, some of my teachers are so funny. Like I remember I went into a meditation class and I was like running late and I ran into the elevator and I was with the teacher in the elevator and I was like, Oh my God, I was running late. And he's like, you're just on time. And my other teacher, Marsha, you know, I would spend many hours with her. And a lot of times I would be waiting and she would always say, what are you waiting for? which is a good contemplation. Like you don't have to be waiting or maybe you are waiting, but you know, like what, but why are you in such, why is everyone in such a hurry? What are we rushing for? Not everything needs to be rushed. So, so just really think about that and see how that applies to your home. Right. Yeah. And exactly. I don't. <laughs> so when, when you, after listening to this, don't rush and, and go and do this as quickly as possible. 
you know, when we tell people to do feng shui adjustments as well, we, it, part of it is the ritual of it. So take your time, you know, take a breath, watch your breath, prepare, you know, ring the bell, don't ring the bell, but, you know, just start and, and try not to rush it or, you know, do something else in that area of, of the Bagua or that area of your home that resonates with you, that would feel maybe you just want to sit in that area. And that also works really well. So, but I think, I think we've given you guys some good stuff. And I hope, I hope that for some of you that this resonated as it was something that we pulled together with all of you in mind. And this, um, this idea of just being able to receive this kind of a reading and this kind of information, that's, that's what we want to recreate in our inner circle, but with, but, but actually being able to have you guys send us notes and send us, you know, submit maybe a floor plan or submit a question. So um, it's kind of like this, but like more intimate. So we hope to see you guys there and we hope, you know, um, to be able to interact a little bit more closely with you guys. Yes. So we hope to see you in the inner circle and thank you so much for listening to this episode of the holistic spaces podcast. You can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share it with others, subscribe, leave a review. You can always support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Join our mailing list and we hope to see you at at in in the inner circle thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week